I have concluded that the people of Arkansas yearn for a leader who really cares. If democracy is to work, every man who cares not only has the right, but the responsibility of accepting the challenge and making it work. I accept the challenge, and I will seek the office of governor of this state. That is a very familiar voice in Arkansas history. Here to tell us more is Randy Dixon with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Randy, who'd we just hear? That would be Dale Bumpers, the man from Charleston, uh, who actually wrote a book called The Best Lawyer in a One-Lawyer Town, which would have been Charleston, Arkansas. He was born in 1925 there in Franklin County. And, of course, was a governor and a longtime senator and um, and is the namesake, right, for the School of Agriculture at the University of Arkansas. That's right. That's right. He, he was the 38th governor and served two terms from 71 to 75, but he was a U.S. senator for 24 years. I mean, that's, that's quite an achievement. But, uh, you know, when he announced for governor in 1970, he was virtually unknown. He was, a, like I say, a lawyer from a small town, Charleston, and uh, he, he was such an eloquent speaker and so charismatic, he, he shot up. Um, I guess in the polls, and he beat Orville Faubus and Hayes McClurkin, and then was in a runoff with Joe Purcell, and beat him, and then in the general election, just knocked out Winthrop Rockefeller. Well, and a couple things there. That's back when, if you were a Democrat in Arkansas, you had a massive advantage in, in, in November, when Rockefeller's two elections notwithstanding. And Winthrop Rockefeller had, as you will do in two terms of governor, he had rubbed some people the wrong way. He had. And, and he, it was rare to have a Republican in office. He was the first governor, I believe, uh, since Reconstruction, yeah, yeah. Republican governor. And, um, well, it, it was kind of a landslide. <laughs> The man has arrived. You hear the reaction of the crowd, and he is here. Times when I, there were many, many times. As a matter of fact, up until a week before the first primary, I just didn't think we were going to be able to do it. And uh, the money was in extremely short supply. And uh, not until the last three days before the first primary did I think we might have a chance of, of getting in. So this young charismatic Dale Bumpers is now governor, and he was incredibly charismatic during that 1970 race. He was, and they they had a huge uh, inauguration for him at, at the Capitol uh, that following January, and we have a report here from Judy Pryor from KATV, no relation to David and Barbara, but she was a reporter, and she talks about the uh, festivities. Governor and Mrs. Bumpers will be receiving guests in the governor's reception room on the second floor of the Capitol building. Betty Bumpers describes the gown she'll be wearing. It's a two-piece ensemble in pale blue, heavy threaded satin. The dress curves from floor length to mid-calf and front with a fingertip jacket that has three-quarter length sleeves 
and a beaded cuff. Looking back, Dale Bumpers was, especially in the political world, pretty young at the time. And I think he represented to a lot of others something that was different than Orville Faubus, who was trying to get back in the governor's house and Winthrop Rockefeller. He seemed like this breath of fresh air. He really was. And he took the opportunity after two terms uh, in the governor's office to run for the U.S. Senate, which, I mean, you go up against a guy like William Fulbright, who was a political, what, legend, really. And um, he, he made the announcement in 1974 that he was going to run. I believe that new leadership and a new spirit is essential to the revitalization of the faith of the American people. I will not dwell on the difficulties I experienced in reaching this decision. Hundreds of letters have come to my office. Hundreds of people have offered suggestions as to what would be best for me personally. All of those suggestions have been helpful, but in the final analysis, of course, the decision had to be made by my family and me, and it had to be done on a conviction and a belief of what we thought would be best for Arkansas. That is really the important issue. So much like when he was an unknown running for the Democratic nomination for governor, now he's going up against an established decades-long serving U.S. senator, a household name. He again appears to be kind of the fresh face. That's true. And he, uh, there was a lot of negotiations that went on about having a debate. And uh, it was finally agreed to. And... um, well, here's Jim Pitcock from KATV with a report about the campaign and the announcement that there would actually be a Senate debate. The governor said he felt his campaign was on the right track, said he was looking forward to the joint appearance this Sunday with Senator Fulbright on ABC's Issues and Answers, which will be telecast nationally from the Channel 7 studios. One of the hottest, most far-reaching primaries in the United States will take place next Tuesday. J. William Fulbright, the Democratic Senator of Arkansas for the past 30 years, will be challenged for his Senate seat by Dale Bumpers, now serving his second term as the Democratic Governor of Arkansas, here in their first television interview appearance together. That's from uh, autumn 1974, heading into a big U.S. Well, no, actually, it wouldn't have been autumn because this would have been the primary. This would have been in the spring, right? That's right. That's right. He, uh, and, and just beat um, Fulbright uh, handily uh, in, in that race and, uh, and then swept the general election against a Republican by the name of John Harris Jones. This will be the last time I'll have the opportunity to address most of you while I'm governor of Arkansas. So I want to express my gratitude to you for allowing Betty and me to serve you. It has been a great experience. It has given us great opportunities, and we appreciate it. We've always been open with you. We have leveled with you and told you the truth, sometimes when it hurt, and sometimes when perhaps we'd rather not. And the very simple belief that being totally open is always the best policy. We have trusted you, and you have trusted us, and that's the way government works best. Thank you very much. Have to admit, if I've ever heard, I'm sure I've heard John Harris Jones' name before, but it had been a long time until just a few minutes ago. 
Right. He was not very well known. I believe he was a, a businessman, Republican, and I don't think really had much of a chance in the race. But um, Bumpers wins the election, and because of his move to Washington, he left the governor's office early. So here's Jim Pitcock with uh the governor's last day at the Capitol. The governor arrived at the Capitol about an hour before the resignation was to become effective. He met with a small group of newsmen in his office and reflected on his four years as chief executive. As he said many times before, reorganization was the major accomplishment of his administration. Later, friends and well-wishers started filing into the office to offer him their congratulations. A group of teenage boys from Dumas came by to have their picture taken. Mrs. Bumpers and two children arrived shortly before 11 o'clock to be present for a ceremonial presentation of the flag that flew over the Capitol this morning. Is this when Bob Riley served as interim governor? I believe that's right, for a few days, yeah. yeah. All right, so now let's move up. We've heard him when the governor's mansion in 1970, his first term, 70, uh, to the Senate in 74. Now he's up for re-election in 1980. That's right. And he easily beat Republican Bill Clark to land another six-year term. So let's go up to 1983, and he was sort of testing the waters as a presidential candidate. Um and Steve Barnes and I traveled to Sacramento to the California Democratic Convention, and here's one of Steve's reports. It was Bumper's first official presidential foray, although he called himself only a possible prospective candidate. His audience, 1,400 delegates to the California Democratic Convention, plus another 1,000 activists and reporters. The senator hoped his speech could set him apart from the six others who appeared today, and he had saved his most stinging criticism yet of Ronald Reagan. Since January 1981, virtually every function of government in this country has been calculated to benefit the many at the expense of the few. In two short years of this administration, we have seen an outright betrayal of everything we value, not by an administration that's simply indifferent or uncaring, not by an administration that's just obsessed with an arms race, but by an administration whose value system apparently extends only to the wealthiest 20% of our people, not since the grapes of wrath has the American dream been so nightmarish for so many. Millions who dreamed the impossible dream now stand in cheese lines and unemployment lines. Bumpers was warmly received, but most delegates appeared committed to candidates who had announced earlier. A straw poll of delegates gave California's Cranston the expected lopsided majority, but Bumpers called the vote meaningless and said it would not affect his plans. Underestimating Dale Bumpers has been the fool's game of wonder state politics for more than a decade. He has demolished every opponent since his first statewide primary. But awesome margins in a state of two million does not guarantee the victor automatic national attention or prestige. And that is what Dale Bumpers is trying to develop, beginning here. Steve Barnes, New Scene 7, Sacramento. Now, let's, just for a second, because I think there might be people who are not native Arkansans who hear you and I talk, 
And we talk, you know, we've had the clip of Wilbur Mills running for president. We know that Mike Huckabee has run for president. Obviously, Bill Clinton won the presidency. I'm sure there's some non-Arkansans listening going, is all you guys talk about how your hometown politicians run for president? There was serious discussion about Dale Bumpers being a candidate. Rolling Stone magazine shared this glowing profile that they thought was going to be sort of the wind beneath his political wings and usher him to announce that he would run. Absolutely. And, you know, he considered it for a, a period of time, but there was, you know, there were several other uh, Democrats in in that race. And he he thought long and hard about it and eventually decided uh that he was out of the race. Even though my decision is not to run, the past few months have been very beneficial to me and I hope will be to the state of Arkansas. As I crisscross the country speaking, meeting people and discussing issues, I sense that the anxiety and suspicion level are at all time high. But despite this, I also sense that people are still full of hope, still love their country more than their business, more than their union, more than their farm. They still yearn for leadership that will cause men and women to rise above the clutter in their lives, leadership that will give them some reason to be optimistic about their future. There are six Democratic candidates, all of whom are fine men, and perhaps one will strike that chord which people anxiously await and merge as that kind of leader. So he remains in the Senate, does not run for the presidency, and... Uh, decides to go for a third term. That's right. So that now we come up to 1986, and he's running against our now governor, Asa Hutchinson. And they, again, had a debate. And in fact, that on educational <clears throat> television, you said the whole Star Wars program was madness. Are now, we, we have some strong disagreement sure, let me in say that something. issue. They have not spent 85% of the money we gave them this, this year. Three weeks from now, we start a new year, and they still haven't even allocated, haven't even obligated 85% of what we gave them this year. You mean for Star and, Wars? Yes, and we're going to give them another $3.1 billion. Of, of which none will be obligated. They're going to have almost $6 billion just for research starting October So you 1. want to cut the uh, defense budget even more than it's already been cut? I'm, well, I'm not suggesting we cut the defense budget. I'm simply saying that why would we give them that kind of money when they can't spend what we're giving them? And so that is a, from a debate in 1986, Senator Dale Bumpers and now Governor Asa Hutchinson um, scoring off. Asa Hutchinson at that point, a pretty young man. That's true. And he did not fare very well in, in the election. It was, it was a landslide even uh, bigger than the previous election uh, with the GOP candidate. So now Dale Bumpers has his third term. This country doesn't have one single problem that men and women of goodwill and courage and wisdom and forbearance can't deal with in a sensible way and make this a prosperous nation, a secure nation, one in which we enjoy all of our freedoms given us under the Constitution. And I will continue to defend that great document. And I hope all of America will join hands with members of the Congress and the President. We will continue here to build a better Arkansas and a greater, stronger America. Thank you very much. So he's now going to be in the Senate for a third term. 
He didn't run for president, but guess what? There was another Arkansan who did. Yes, and Dale Bumpers was a big supporter of Bill Clinton in his presidential campaign. And, well, here's an example of a rally where Bumpers introduced him. The people who count are the ones who go into the arena because they are committed. And even though they fail, they fail mightily because they believe. And even though their heads are bloodied and their brows are sweaty, they pick themselves up off the floor and go at it again and again because they believe. And how many times since this campaign began has Bill Clinton picked himself up off the arena floor and said, I still believe in this country. I still believe I can make a difference. America, please listen to me. So we come up to election night, 1992. Bill Clinton, of course, wins. And Dale Bumpers is also up for re-election. And he wins another term. And so he's going back to Washington and will join President Clinton. This would be, his fourth term would be his last term in the Senate. Yes, he, he, was, he was in the Senate for 24 years. So by 1997, uh, he was ready to call it quits. And this was a very emotional news conference announcing his retirement. It was a surprise to a lot of people. I will resist the well-nigh irresistible temptation to reminisce and philosophize with you. Rather, simply say that at the end of a political career that in 1988-98 will have spanned 28 years, I will retire from the political arena. And uh, it was Blanche Lincoln uh, who, who replaced him. But out of all of his speeches, he was a great orator. But out of all of his speeches, I think he is best known for one he did after he had retired, but had returned to the Capitol in 1999, and he gave the closing argument in the impeachment trial of Bill Clinton. We're here today because the president suffered a terrible moral lapse, a marital infidelity not a breach of the public trust, not a crime against society, it is a sex scandal. H.L. Mencken said one time, when you hear somebody say, this is not about money, it's about money. <laughs> and when you hear somebody say, this is not about sex, it's about sex. Easy, I, I don't know if I should say easily, but that is, I think, his most remembered address. And he, as you mentioned, was a very good orator. Oh, it was, it was a great speech. And we just used a little, little bit of it. But it, it was, well, and we know the result of how it came out. Okay, so in 2010, the Prior Center did lengthy interviews, six to eight hour interviews with both uh, uh, Senator uh, Bumpers and his wife, Betty. And so we could run some, some clips from that next week, if you'd like. That'll be great. And hopefully there's a clip or two about Betty Bumpers and her work to get children immunized. That, 
has come back to be important. Absolutely. That and um, her environmental work. Randy Dixon is with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. He joins me almost every Monday to talk about Arkansas history with archives from the Pryor Center. Randy, thanks. Thank you. I'll see you next week.